Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, well, lots to cover today when it comes to the Royals. That is a story that, that uh, kept on storying through the weekend. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, and I Good promise you, we are going to get to all of that stuff uh, throughout the show. There's lots of little pieces that we need to chat about. But but right now, one of the questions that is on that I keep hearing, and I and I got to be honest, I don't know that I have an answer to it, is where is the money coming from with the royal family, and what is it that... Harry and Meghan are trying to leave behind? And what is it that they're going toward? Well, you know, in the immortal words of whatever pop star sang those words, it's all about the money, money, money. It's a British person. Who was that? Jesse J. Jesse J. Oh, I kind of thought it was, and I felt really proud of myself for knowing that. Anyway, to Jesse J's point, it really is about the money, 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 um, where Prince Harry and Meghan are concerned. And to your point, we do have all sorts of other developments, but this is a really juicy area to focus on because there have been some developments in this regard. Yeah. Let me just start by saying, well, you ask the question again, and I will answer it. Okay, when it comes to the royal family, where is this? Where is the money coming from? Well, thanks to Holly, I now have learned a lot about something called the Duchy of Cornwall. And Holly, feel free to jump in uh, and add what I have probably gotten wrong. Any relationship to the Duchess of Cornwall? Actually, do you know who the Duchess of Cornwall is? Isn't that Camilla? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, this, I don't know what this means. The Duchy of Cornwall is a thing, not a person. Okay. And the Duchy of Cornwall is essentially... I just thought it was your fancy nickname for her. When you first said it today, I was like, uh, oh, that's cute. He's calling her the Duchy. The Duchy. Okay, no. so it's a thing, not a person. Yeah. So it's essentially a big pile of money. That Prince Charles is now current. It doesn't matter how we got there, whatever. Currently, the way things uh, exist in the world, there's a big pot of money called the Duchy of Cornwall. I'm going to get to that in a moment. But to answer your question from the very beginning, a lot of people focus on the, um, like the British people. Like the British people are paying your salary. You better get to work, Harry and Meghan. Yeah. Well, they're actually paying a very tiny, tiny, tiny little portion, okay? Like, little pittance, a little pittance comes from the British. And most of that has to do with, like, getting them from point A to point B, maintaining properties and things like that. But the British people feel entitled to have opinions about all sorts of things regardless. That said, so Harry and Meghan make very little money, like, again, teeny, tiny It might money. be big to us, but but <laughs> small in terms of... No, it's really small. Is it really? Yeah, like in terms of any money they would actually get on a yearly basis. The biggest check for them comes in the form of about 5 million pounds. Not dollars. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 5 million pounds, not actual like heavyweight. 5 million pounds of cheese. No, 5 million (laughs) British pounds a year from the Duchy of Cornwall is going to Prince Harry, okay. roughly speaking, from this big pile of money. Now, this Duchy of Cornwall money, or actually, no, I don't know if it's the Duchy of Cornwall. Prince 
Charles has a certain pile of money. Uh-huh. Part of that is the duchy. Part of that is this. It is the duchy of Cornwall. Yeah, okay. And what happens is in that big pile of money, the duchy of Cornwall, which is controlled by the crown, which therefore is not eligible for UK corporation tax. Mm-hmm. The Dutch, or excuse me, the Prince Charles, the Prince Charles pulls a salary from that big pile of money, which is then deemed his own private pile of money. Got it. So think about it like this. like, And the reason he controls it and not the queen right now is because there's this uh, tradition of it going to the eldest son and the next in line for the throne. So that's why Charles has his mitts on the Duchy of Cornwall right now, because he's the next in line. Mm-hmm. So he essentially has this big pile of money, a very small amount of which can actually be touched. Of the stuff that can be touched, he can dole that out to the people that are doing his bidding. That is how Prince Harry gets that $5 million check. By the way, $5 million a year ain't bad, right? Uh, like for a salary. No. You ain't starving on four, five million pounds. Well, it's more than $5 million, yeah. but 5 million pounds a year, right? No, you're good. I, I mean, I would happily take that money. Yeah, um, He can't really do much with the the principal in that duchy but essentially he gets to play around with some interests let's put it that way right so that's how they've been making their money and if they stay inside team queen let's just call it that team queen Mm -hmm. if they stay on team queen they're going to be getting those checks every year five billion pounds or five million pounds five million pounds five million pounds and show up wave your hand hi i'm a royal that's how they're going to get their money if they don't change anything that is not good enough for them. They're not being. They're not getting like a four percent cost of living increase every year. It's literally going to just be five million pounds, and it's a sure thing. Yeah, it's a sure thing. And Eva, um, and maybe that would go up over time because you know once William takes, so I don't know. But regardless, it's, but it's, it's, it's kind of sure like it's, it's guaranteed. It's like you've got a job, and that job is secure for life. It's kind of like you took the annuity. Yep. Right. Yes. Like you won there the you lotto, go. you took the annuity. You didn't take the lump sum. These bitches want the lump sum. Okay. And they're about to go get it. But the only way that they can go get that lump sum, meaning the Sussexes, the Duke and Duchess, Harry and Meghan, are worth fat stacks. Yeah. Okay? Outside of the royal family. Their brand, they because money in our society with celebrity are like hand and glove. Yep. Their celebrity is arguably as big, if not bigger, than William and Kate. Yep. Why? Because William and Kate can't really focus on their celebrity mm-hmm. because they're going to be king and queen someday. Yeah. And right. that's really tacky. Right. These, you know, two over here, though, they are just beloved by celebrities. You got Oprah, you got Ellen, you got everybody, you know, up their skirts. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's a bad analogy. <laughs> but you got everybody that, like, wants a piece of them. So they realize, like, look, we can collect this $5 million check for the rest of our lives or... We could just like, you know, do like, just let us do our own thing. We're never going to be king and queen. We're never going to be able to really get our hands dirty. Let's be altruistic. We're never really going to be able to do the level of service work for the world that we want within the confines of Team Queen. And there's a lot of other things that they'll never be able to do. For example, when Meghan Markle uh, decided to marry Harry and become a the Duchess of Sussex, uh, she had to then turn down all of her acting gigs. Yeah. Like she was no longer allowed to do the profession that she had already been doing. And so walking away from this frees her up 
to go back to that thing as well. Absolutely. Among other things. And also, if you think about it, their celebrity star is going to do nothing but fall over time. Right. Um, in On Team Queen. Inside right. this royal bubble. Because, again, they're constrained. But we live in a world where, you know... The time is now. Mm-hmm. And so their star is on the way up. This is the perfect time for them to jump the fence from a financial standpoint. And I can get to more specifics about that in just a moment. But back to how they make their money. They realized, I'm assuming, because the facts are just all they're supporting that I'm not making this up. I mean, you know, they're, and Holly has done a lot of this research in terms of like how they were going to make money if they stayed on Team Queen. But really, if... If they remove themselves from those tiny little um, uh, restrictions on Team Queen, or you know, in that petty yep. little amount of money they're getting, uh-huh. they could monetize. Presumably, that's what they're thinking. Their brand to a level like Oprah, like Ellen, like the Obamas. I mean, these are players on that scene, and they can maximize that for their charities. They can maximize that for their philanthropy. They can maximize that for their bottom line. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure they just realize that they are far better outside the bubble than inside the bubble. And because we're talking about money right now, definitely in regard to money. And, you know, and it's instant. I mean, that's the thing is this this couldn't have happened. This is why 2020 is the, the, the time that this can happen in this way, because 25 years ago, they would have left and there would have been sort of time that they would have needed to get their ducks in a row in order to figure out how this was going to look. They literally the first time they take on some spawn con on Instagram, they're immediately that's yeah. a million. Oh yeah, at that's least. millions of dollars coming in instantly. Yes, they clearly By tweeting about tummy tea. We'll talk about this later in the show. They have clearly been preparing for this since day one. Mm-hmm. Again, you can ascribe motives to it however you want. The more cynical among us will have those ideas. The more philanthropic will be like, well, they just want to do the most work. For example, lest you think to your point just moments ago about how the time is now. Literally, at one of the headlines this weekend is that Meghan Markle has her first gig, her first post-bubble gig. She, in fact, is going to be doing voiceover work for Disney. Mm. She's doing voiceover work for Disney. They are wasting no time. Yeah. Now, that money is all going to go to a charity of hers. Uh, It's not her charity, but one that she has chosen called Elephants Without Borders. So this unspecified Disney project will grant her a big fat check. And you could say, well, oh, see, she just wants to get out there to help the elephants and do all this amazing work. True. But let's also think more critically about it. This is just like one step forward on a you know journey of a lot of very expensive steps. Right. This gives her an uh, entree into Disney, right? right? Each step she makes is it's not even just a step, it's like a springboard to the next thing. And to your point prior, their celebrity is on par if not bigger than uh, the likes of Oprah and Ellen and the Clooney's and et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And so each thing she does, is this is just opening the Disney door for her. Yeah. And Oprah would be like, unleash this powers that you have because it's all amazing and you're going to do wonderful things to transform the world. Yes. 
But also, Oprah's bank accountants would say, you're going to make a lot of money. <laughs> so, again, she does, she's got her first gig. Yeah. That's just going to show other companies like Disney what they're capable of. How, you know, they'll give it, it'll give her the opportunity to add, you know, some, she, they get to sort of go forth on, on this like new journey together. Bottom line, they're going to be making a lot more than 5,000 pounds a year. Now, really quickly, can I just add to that? Yeah. There's this whole fascinating part of the story, which we don't have time to get into. And I would encourage you to go look at, uh, offline about, the financial and the citizenship questions that are still up in the air. There are so many financial implications going on with these two, because if they're in Canada, if they're in the United States, if they're in the United Kingdom at any point in their lives during a given year, that will affect tax implications. So they better have the world's best accountant. Mm -hmm. Also remember um, that uh, Meghan Markle is still a U.S. citizen. Right. Archie by default is a U.S. citizen. Who, you know, like it's weird, right? Right. Because he's also the son of like uh, uh, a royal, Harry, a royal. And so we'll have British citizenship. And they're sitting, like, whether or not Meghan Markle gets British citizenship, Mm -hmm. which allegedly she was on track to do. All of these questions are still up in the air, and all of them have very real, significant financial um, implications on how they can, you know, make and manipulate their money well and we do know that they were in a meeting up until right before this show started today so we're gonna have a little time later to talk about what might have come out of that royal meeting with the queen uh, a little bit later in the show but right now we're going to welcome our friend elizabeth reese into the studio to give us all the dirt straight from hollywood with a dirt alert after this on my talk 1071 the my talk dirt alert Elizabeth Reese is here. She's brought all the dirt and food prep tips straight from Hollywood. She's just doing it, man. Follow her on Instagram. Well, Bradley's my master meal prepper, so you inspired me to just cook up a whole bunch of meat yesterday. Well, you gave I me just ideas, had. I, I've never had these egg roll bowls. Egg roll, oh, they're the best. So hot right now. Oh yeah, it's yeah. so hot right now. Really, really good. I did a swipe up in my Insta story at Eliz Reese. If you want to know what. Um, Egg roll in a bowl recipe I'm using. Yeah. I'm, you know, you say egg yeah. roll in a bowl and people are going to go, yeah. what's the recipe? They're Bradley? all over. Yep, exactly. Go to my Instagram and swipe. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And you can see it. Okay, my morning was not as eventful as the morning of Prince William, Prince Harry, Queen Elizabeth. Guys, the Megxit Summit is over. Yes. I know you've been talking about it and you'll talk about it all day. Um, but the Queen says she would have preferred if Harry and Meghan would have chosen 
differently. She would have preferred that they kept their senior palace duties. She is, though, entirely supportive of the couple. This is interesting. So the statement on Twitter, in case you're just tuning in today, my family had a very constructive, had very constructive discussions on the future of my grandson and his family. My family and I are entirely supportive of Harry and Meghan's desire to create a new life as a royal family, although we would have preferred them to remain full-time working members of the royal family. We respect and understand their wish to live a more independent life as a family while remaining a valued part of my family. Harry and Meghan have made it clear they do not want to be reliant on public funds in their new lives. And they want to make a lot of money. Yeah, they're gonna I mean, make that's a really of the money. bottom line right yeah, there. They're going to make so you know, much money. It's hard not to judge because, you know, like we do that, right? Um, but we try to pretend that like we're better than that. But like at the end of the day, I think everybody sort of finds their judgment somewhere in this story. And for me, I can't help but just go back to... Like Harry, like I, I couldn't do that to my grandma. Right, now, my yeah. grandma's not the queen, right? And my job is not a part of my family. True. Like if it was a family business thing, I guess that's just something I can't relate to personally. So therefore, I should keep my judgment in abeyance. But they want to pave their own way. I think this was really um, just. It, I don't think it was necessarily a dig at his grandmother. It was a dig at the British press and saying. Now you don't get anything from me anymore. Now I don't owe you anything. I think he wanted to feel like he doesn't owe the press anything because part of being a royal is you owe the public pieces of your life. Yeah. When you're a royal, you have to put out public portraits of yourself and your children. You have to allow the press. There's certain pool camera situations in which one camera is allowed to come into family functions to family things to get video because there is a certain certain amount of public funds that's utilized to support the royal family and also just that sort of relationship between the british public and harry does not want to owe the public anything but he does he just wants to monetize that camera but he wants to control control the narrative yeah Yeah. Yeah. which is fair i I also think he can decide about his child this is very different i mean it'll be interesting to see i wouldn't be surprised if harry and Meghan are they're going to monetize themselves but i would be surprised if you see any more of archie i highly doubt it i think archie is going to be completely you're not going to see him anymore i want to add something though because i this is something i've been thinking about we are all dealing with the immediate future right now and i hate to be the bitter betty who brings the realistic eye to this story but how how likely is their marriage to survive forever right given we live in a culture we're uh, at a time where yeah, yeah. That, you mean it's not a fairy tale when you marry a prince isn't that you interesting live happily ever after? and i don't like to think like this right this is the same reason why like i get real ooky about prenups because it seems like you're like Given yeah. that out. Yeah. But putting it out in the universe. But when you think about this, if they are no longer attached to the royals and they do get divorced twenty years down the road, who knows, right? Mm-hmm. What does does Harry have the option to go back? I What's that gonna look Maybe like? Maybe he could interview with his dad or his brother. I he will be Harry, running the show then. I just like to think about those things just in case. To be um just to that point, I think, you know, Harry again will have a brand his own. Yeah. And will then have saved the boatloads of money that the two of them are about to make yeah. and we'll be living off the interest comfortably in the South of France. It is interesting though, to think about Royals in years past who have forged their own way. So look at King Edward, um, you know, look at Andrew, look at Sarah Ferguson. Andrew is obviously, in, you know, newly removed from the family, but it's, 
it's fascinating to see how if you haven't been raised to have to forge your own path mm-hmm. and then you have to, you're not necessarily always going to make the best decisions about right. doing that. And that's where I think at least Megan has done that and it will be helpful for them. The other reality about this story that we often forget is that nothing, they are not leaving cold turkey, black and white. It's over. This will, this new relationship will be one that is still connected to the family, that mm-hmm. is still connected to their official obligations. It's not as if they are literally Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Windsor living in. Yeah, in, that's true. Although the Queen did not use their titles, their official titles in that statement, and many people are reading into that. I, I fully think this had all to do with Archie. And when Archie was born, Harry did not want to Archie to have to be in front of the public at all like he was. I think that was the turning point for him. Huh. Well, Always insightful. More answer. shall be revealed. Thank you so Thanks, much, guys. Elizabeth. We need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You win a prize on My Talk 1071. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You win a prize. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And this is your 30-second pop culture challenge. 30 seconds. Is on the phone today, Colleen. Uh, we've got Joy on the line, and Bradley, what is Joy playing for? Joy to the world is playing for one of these. A pair of MyTalk 1071 gloves. Joy, are you ready to play the 30-second pop culture challenge? I'm ready to give it a go. Okie dokie, here we go. Timer will begin after I ask the first question. Jack Nicholson, Jared Leto, and Joaquin Phoenix. Joker. Pl- Anna and Elsa are the lead characters in what fr- movie friend? Rob Thomas is the lead singer of what 90s band? Um, oh my gosh. Um, skip. What is the name of Prince's house or estate? Paisley Park. Felicity Huffman played Lynette on what primetime soap opera? You'll have to skip that. Matchbook 20 or something? Yep. Felicity Huffman played Lynette on what primetime soap? Desperate Housewives? Yes! That's Joy meant business. She showed Joy up to win not today. Playing. Congratulations, Actually, Joy. She was playing the 30 second pop culture challenge. And she played and she it right. Won. Did you she have method to that? Here. She was okay, not so even. Ask me a question, I'll be Joy. Okay. Uh oh now I gotta come up with a question. Uh the Duke and Elephant. <laughs> That's right. Well, and it would be right, right? No, but yes. Yeah, okay, no, but sure. my point is she had the she answer had it before on. you needed it. That was awesome. All right, well, congratulations to Joy. If you want to be just like Joy, or at least attempt to be just like Joy, you can do it every day at 1230, because we play the 30-second pop culture challenge each and every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. And now that mm-hmm. we've answered all those questions, we can move on to solve mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items that Holly's brought for us in this segment. We call it... Blinded by the item. Blinded by the item. Hot, 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 hot. Bring us that hot gas. Gossip hot today. Oh, piping. Here's Good, because I hate tepid gossip. Or, well, I also hate when it's steaming. That's you know true. What I, mean. I do. Here's your first mystery. The permanent A-list singer slash diva isn't going to have any empty crowds when she performs her residency. 
This is why she wanted a residency and not a tour. The company that is paying her had to guarantee a sellout every single night. So they will give the not selling very well at tickets away for free to fill it up. Wouldn't be the first time. So this is an A-list singer, Devon. Yes. A-list. Yes. She's got a residency. Is this a Vegas situation? Yes, it's a Vegas situation. Now, Um, she has had one before in the past. But I think that she has been re-upping her residency in this year in 2020. It, it's not J-Lo, is it? No. Because they would have said singer in her own mind. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-mm. Is this a Mariah? Mariah Carey. It is yeah. Mariah Carey. Yay. Who has a leg of her residency at Caesars Palace happening next month. Let me fill in the blank for you. So Mariah Carey isn't going to have empty any empty crowds when she performs her residency at Caesars Palace. This is why Mariah Carey wanted a residency and not a tour. It's because the company that's yeah, paying Mariah Carey had to guarantee a sellout every single night. So that company's going to give... All of those tickets that aren't selling yeah. very well, by the way, away for free to fill up the space. This woman ain't going to sell nothing out at this point. We love Mariah, but mm-hmm. she is a fixture more than a, you know, yes, mover and a shaker yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who wouldn't want to go see it? Sure. But every night sold out. Can you imagine? Zero chance. Yeah. I, you just don't hear a lot of people saying we're going to Vegas to see Mariah Carey. No. It kind of just feels like that's like... I'm going to Vegas to see Mariah Carey. Like, oh, you couldn't get tickets to Celine? Yes, right. Or, oh, you couldn't get tickets to, I don't know, who else is there right now that's big? I don't even know who's there. Haven't we done everything? Lady Gaga was big, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she, but she was also doing something so unique. Yeah. She's also at the height of her celebrity when right. she started that residency right. at the Park MGM. Here's what I will say. I do appreciate the fact that residencies in Vegas no longer mean that you're uh, marching toward the grave as yeah. a pop star. That is a good thing. And actually, I think it's kind of a good thing for Mariah Carey, too. Meaning, she kind of is marching toward the end of her career. And has been for a long time. It's a long march for her. But this makes her feel like she's still relevant. Oh. I just want her to feel good. That's oh, all. Oh, that's so nice of you and thoughtful. You're not yeah. usually so thoughtful with celebrities like that. Mm. I can see your finger, honey. Sorry, what? Blinded by the item. Uh, another celebrity <laughs> gossip mystery. Mm-hmm. Cute. For Colleen and Bradley to solve. Here we go. Huh? <sighs> It's looking more likely that the offspring of the illiterate actress are going to be witnesses <gasps> for the prosecution. I still think if a deal doesn't get done, they might be indicted to force the deal to get done. Lori Laughlin? Can I also just pull back the curtain a little bit? Our boss just walked what in just and happened? farted <laughs> with her mouth. Oh, I didn't see that part. Ew. She, she literally opened the door and went... It's a mature uh, office we work yeah. in. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes, Lori Laughlin. Yes, so it's looking more likely that the offspring of Lori Laughlin, that would be Olivia Jade and her sister Isabella, are going to be witnesses for the prosecution. I, anti lawyer, still think if a deal doesn't get done, that the sisters might be indicted to force the deal to get done. Wow. That's kind of big stuff right there. So they're saying essentially they're going to put the screws. On the kids, yes, to make them testify, yes, against their parents. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so, uh, it's so Greek, it's so Hallmark Channel. 
Well, I mean, but I'm teasing, like Greek it's tragedy. Yes, it is. It is. Yes. Um, when Are they this Greek? Thing gets start, uh, no. Okay. I don't know. It just would have been, you know. I don't know, actually. Good question. Um, when does this thing start? It starts like in a few days, right? Oh, Gianu Massimoli or whatever his name is. <laughs> Massimo Giannulli? Yeah. <laughs> what did I say? Missoni? You said Gianu Massimoli. <laughs> <laughs> Gianu Massimoli. I like that. Sounds like a pair of 80s jeans. <laughs> I got these Gianu Massimolis. Real cheap. At pennies. Oh, jeez. <sighs> anyway, it starts soon, right? Like, uh, in a, like in a week. I swear it starts in January. Unfortunately, I don't have the exact start date. But <sighs> Mark this, your calendars. <laughs> but this uh, Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli's day in court is coming sooner rather than later. And what this blind item is saying <laughs> is that the... <laughs> you just have to say it. That's <laughs> yeah. what we want to call him now. Uh, their okay. day in court is coming up soon, and what this blind item is saying is that the prosecution wants to put the screws on Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli by asking their daughters to testify against them. Oh, man. And what they're saying, if they don't get them to testify, then the daughters are going to be indicted, which will force, perhaps, <laughs> the defense to seek a this settlement. This is just... Yikes. This is tragic. It and is. you know what? They did it to themselves, kids. This True. is the lesson to learn in all of this. Uh, it is on the 17th of January. Ooh, so it's this just, week. Yeah, four days from now. Oh, yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Another blind item. Here we go. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you the short and sweet one that has a corresponding headline with it. Okay. The celebrity offspring who co-hosts the show is going to have her contract brought, bought out. Oh, is this Megan McCain? Uh. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's a good guess, though, because um, she's always a hot topic. Right? For Think about discussion. the other celebrity offspring, <gasps> Kelly Osbourne. No, who is on the same show? Um, there's a there's a headline about it today. Oh yeah, it's that one, the Huckabee. No, no, she's not a Huckabee. She's uh, it, it's the it's the one that you don't know at all, and she has long okay, brown cool. hair. Yeah, her Abby Huntsman. Abby there Huntsman, the governor's daughter or senator's daughter. Uh, yes, she is related to John Huntsman. He is running for governor of Utah. So the blind item is is that Abby Huntsman had her contract bought out by Ooh. ABC over at The View. Now they're letting her depart graciously by saying that she is quitting The View to join her father's gubernatorial campaign. However, if you're to believe the hot goss, it's because ABC forced her hand and said, Honey, we're going to pay you out, well, but you're going to have to go now. Let's yeah, be bye-bye. fair. We don't know her name. We, did, we couldn't come up with her name. Right. And we talk about this show Regularly. regularly. If you're not Whoopi Goldberg, Megan McCain, Joy Behar, who are or Sonny, you? <laughs> um, what's Sonny's name? Ho- ho- Sonny Liston. Hoiston? Nobody knows. Sonny. You know. Hoston. Hoston. Yeah, yeah. We got there. Hoston Pepper Incorporated. Uh-huh. I feel so bad for them now. Uh, why? But good luck to her. She's she she'll do great things. Yes. I like that. I just don't, you know, you don't want to dance on somebody's no. departure. No, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, mm, it's bad enough that I was starting to worry about Lindsay Lohan recently. Turns out I got more things to worry about. Dina Lohan. This is the saddest story. Mm. It's that's pretty par for the course, though, right? It is par for the course, but that's part of what makes it sad. 
Um, we'll tell you the sad story of Dina oh. Lohan when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Okay, I'm going to take you on a sad journey. Uh, buckle your seatbelts. Because Dina Lohan is at the wheel of this journey. This is the Colleen oh, and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Your seatbelt. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Uh, the reaction at? I was just laughing at is because there's a TV on in the studio uh, across from us, and there was an Outback Steakhouse commercial on. Oh, appropriate. No. So appropriate because the story of Lindsay Lohan starts at an Outback Steakhouse. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, first of all, you know, that steak is good. She, okay, let's just cut to the chase. She got pulled over. I'm not trying to tell your story, but I want to say that because the headline I saw said she got pulled over for drinking in front of a New York steakhouse. And I thought, oh, it must be some like fancy she she place. No. It was Outback. It was Outback she went Steakhouse. Out, she went Outback that night. Not even like Ruth's Chris. No, it was Outback. Morton's. Oh. The People's Steakhouse. She was at Outback Steakhouse. And believe me when I tell you, I love me a steak from Outback Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. But again, to your point, you don't think Dina Lohan is an Outback gal. She is. So she was. Uh, she T-boned a car. In the lot at the steakhouse, at the steakhouse, at the Outback Steakhouse, and fled the scene. The driver uh, of the affected vehicle followed her, called the cops. They met her in her vehicle. Her Mercedes, by the way, was still running as she got out of the Mercedes, proceeded to fall on her face. At which point, uh, the cop claimed to smell a strong odor of, quote, an alcoholic beverage on her breath, Mm. noticed that Dina Lohan had glassy and bloodshot eyes. She was also unsteady on her feet, as evidenced by the fact that she fell on her face. Had she been at the Outback Steakhouse? Yeah. So she was like a patron. Uh, Allegedly. I mean, that's what I'm understanding, at least from the way the story is told. The reason I say, because like, look, alcoholism is real. Yes, when, uh, I, I'm not speaking for Dina Lohan. I don't. I don't remember Dina Lohan. I know we've got some issues. Yeah, I don't remember like because I know, for example, Michael Lohan has been to rehab more, rehab than, once. more yep. than once. I know uh, Lindsay has talked about her addiction. I don't remember what Dina's conversation is. Clearly, this is not a surprise to us. But the reason that I focused on the Outback Steakhouse is because. What the heck is Dina Lohan doing at Outback Steakhouse? Having a glass I mean, you of don't wine expect or two, to see apparently. the mother of Lindsay Lohan having a blooming onion. No, you don't. But you also don't expect to see the mother of Lindsay Lohan, remember this, uh, having a long-distance relationship with a guy. Also, she's a perfectly open... she never met. She has a perfectly open Facebook account. Like, you could friend her. You can look at her personal pictures on her Facebook account. Yeah. Like, you'd think that Lindsay Lohan's mother, Dina Lohan, well, might have some privacy things built in. You'd think. In her, like, one would think. You'd also think that things would not have worked out the way they did for her, such as and including falling down face first in the parking lot of an Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. So, uh, so she, uh, the officer who spoke with her asked her how much she had had to drink. She admitted to having one glass of wine. Bradley, why, why do people 
Would you, that, oh, that's her 2013 mugshot. Oh, okay. Sorry, but so something clearly tells we've me been here before. Pretty, we've been here. We've visited this. Why is it that people before? always say, "I just had one glass of wine"? Okay, yes, mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> four others. Others, yeah. Because yeah. um, I was very fortunate enough in my drinking days to not. Um, I live very close to the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did not have to get into a vehicle. I would walk. Mm-hmm. And I would just like you to understand that you can do damage walking. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. one time, did I ever tell you this story? I don't know. Where I thought I was Superman? Yes, I've heard this yeah. story. Yes, I love Go Tell, tell Holly. Just yeah, briefly. I, I haven't heard briefly. It. Yes, please do. So, you know, I had spent a nice evening out with friends. Much like uh, Dina Lohan. It was not, not Outback, Outback. Steakhouse. Well, it's the gay equivalent. I was at the saloon. Yeah. Actually, the saloon is not the Outback Steakhouse of gay bars. The sal- Anyway, I was at the saloon and I decided to walk home because I lived within walking distance because I thought at that point in my 20s, the best thing you could do for yourself is live as close to a bar as possible. So I did. Mm-hmm. I moved from the Southern Metro to downtown. Mm-hmm. And I decided to go home one night. And I was, oh, it was just, I was enjoying myself, mm-hmm. walking down. There was a parking lot. You know where the Lunds and Byerly's is right now? Yeah. On uh, Hennepin? Yep. Mm-hmm. So there, uh, I don't remember what was there then. There was some kind of building, right? And then there was a parking lot. And that parking lot had a fence. And I I was just walking. I used to cut through places all the time to get, you know, to my house. Mm-hmm. Like, why take the sidewalks? I take the just, road less traveled. Yes. <laughs> You were the, so, the, the drunk Thoreau. Yeah, yes, I was the Thoreau. <laughs> yeah, you were throwing up. I was thoroughly drunk as I walked through the um, parking lot and then came upon, unbeknownst to myself, a fence. I yeah. did not see the fence coming, as it were. It just showed up out of nowhere. Oh, and I was interesting. like, kablunk. Oh, there's a fence here. Now, sober people turn from the fence and walk in the other direction. Yeah. I, however, thought, oh, there's a fence here. Let's climb over it. That's the easiest way to get to mm-hmm. where I'm going. So I proceeded to climb over this fence, very tall, I would say probably 12 feet. And I got to the top. I got over. Unfortunately, um, there were those little twisty things at the top of the fence. Yeah. And it caught hold of my pants. <laughs> And took my pants <laughs> to a new level of <laughs> visibility as I fell uh, down the other side of the fence. Yeah. So hard, by the way, onto the asphalt of the alley below. <laughs> it wasn't the, it asphalt, I, wish, didn't it? I wish it was my ass's fault. But, um, so hard that it knocked a shoe off. Oh, my God. And I proceeded home. The next morning, I woke up and was like, what on earth and where is my shoe? And uh, some friends were meeting me for brunch or were picking me up for brunch the next day. So on our way to brunch, we stopped in the alley to pick up my shoe. There it was. And there were some people there that waved at me when I picked up my shoe in the my alley. Word. Yeah. Well, Lindsay Lohan was having one of those days. I can relate. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, by the way, did not submit to a drug and alcohol test after leaving the outback T-boning car and getting uh, was followed the person for drunk okay, driving. At least? I don't think the person was in the car. Okay, good. Uh, but they were able to see 
clearly Lindsay Lohan T-boned them and they left their T-bone at the table. Did I say Lindsay? Yeah. Uh, and followed her. And uh, anyway, charges pending. Don't worry about right. it. She's having her moments, though. May she get the help she needs. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, here's what we know right now about Harry and Meghan. We'll tell you what we've learned today on My Talk 1071.